Hello, you guys. Welcome back, or welcome if this is your first time listening to Sit Still with Sierra. This podcast is dedicated to just talking about self-awareness and introspection and how to become a better version of yourself. My name is Sierra Lyons. I'm 21 years old, and I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. Um, You're going to be in for a treat for the next few episodes because we are diving in to a topic that is very personal to me that I absolutely 100% relate to. And in the past couple months, I've been more vulnerable with opening up and talking about it publicly. Obviously, I talk about it with close friends and family, but I really thought that me being vulnerable online or using the platform that I have, whether it's big or small, to speak up about this issue that impacts a lot of people, I felt like it was something that I needed to do and something that actually helps me a lot. Um, It took me like 19 years to learn this of living, but keeping things in is not healthy. So I have been a lot more vulnerable in the past couple years, and this is a huge thing that I, I have struggled with and still struggle with at times. So I wanted to open up, and I know that you know everybody, old, young, black, white, man, woman, everybody can relate to this in some aspect. Um, everyone may not have poor self-esteem or body image issues um, severely, but I think everyone fluctuates you know, at different phases of your life and may deal with this. So I want to talk about my story with dealing with low self-esteem since like the fifth grade, and I want to give you some really good stats and statistics and analytics, things like that, because I'm a journalist, so kind of seeing numbers and seeing things into perspective that way really helps me to get the full picture. So I think that these numbers might shock you for one, but secondly, I think it might help you actually. So I want to talk about body image for the next few episodes. Um, and there are no trigger warnings in this. Like I'm not talking about eating disorders or, or you know, self-harm or anything like that in this episode. So if you are worried about that, you don't have to click away. We are not discussing any of that today. Um, but I do want to talk about, again, my story. And in the next few episodes, I'm going to have some people come on, people that I um, admire dearly, and they're going to share their story because I think that having multiple perspectives is really important because my body type is not like everyone else's body type that's listening. I don't come from the same background. I don't have the same factors that may contribute to the low self-esteem that someone else may have. So I think it's really important to get all sorts of perspectives and all sorts of stories. So I will have some awesome people on in the next few episodes, but today I'm going to tell my story and I hope that this helps someone. This isn't to bring you down. There is a, you know, not necessarily like a happy ending, but there is a nice sort of moral to the story to all of this. I definitely am in a much better headspace than I've been in since fifth grade um, as far as how I see myself and my body image and things like that. So this is not just like a really, really sad story that has no resolve. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the story. But if you're not already following me on social media, you can follow at Sit Still with Sierra on Instagram and Facebook. And you can leave me a nice little review on Apple Podcasts that kind of just helps me to get feedback. So without further ado, this time for real, I'm going to get into the story. So I have opened up about this on my Instagram the past couple months and on Facebook, actually. I'm just talking about how for as long as I can remember, about since I was 10 or 11, I, because of external factors, I was really, really dissatisfied with my body, like with, with, with the way I look, with my face, hair, whatever. Um, not so much the hair, 
but definitely my body and then it kind of morphed into my face as well so um, it's really just interesting to look back and think on when this all started because 10 years old 11 years old is so young and it's like you shouldn't it's like you shouldn't even be aware of any of this um, but like I said external factors definitely led to that other people's comments made me aware of things that I wasn't even insecure about before like being super skinny like I'm naturally slim it's not that I don't eat it's not that trust me it's not that I don't eat I can probably out eat everybody that is listening to this right now um, it's not that I don't eat or it's not that I you know, had an eating disorder or anything like that. I'm just naturally slim. Like my genetics are are made that way. But starting in fifth grade, I feel like is when I can really remember when I first started getting comments about me being super skinny. And at first I was like, really, I am? Like I didn't even notice that I was super skinny because I wasn't even really paying attention to my body in comparison to other people's bodies in that way. So in comparison to no one, I didn't know that I was super skinny. I was like, oh, this is just my body. But fifth grade, you know, puberty starts and things like that. And so, you know, people start making comments about your body and other people's bodies. And then you start to become a little more aware of, you know, people's opinions and how people think that you should look. And first off, let me just say that fifth grade, I've said it before, but fifth grade being 10 and 11 years old, that is way too young to have other people's opinions of what your body should look like being forced upon you. That's actually kind of creepy. Um, not kinda, it is creepy and it's not okay. And I'm gonna talk about commenting on other people's bodies a little bit later. But just thinking back and like seeing pictures of myself in the fifth grade, it's like I became body conscious in the fifth grade, but I look back at pictures of myself and I was such a cute fifth grader. Like I was so cute. Um, I, you know, I, I looked like a normal fifth grader. Like there was nothing abnormal about the way that I looked. But if you, you wouldn't know that like if you were in my head in fifth grade after hearing people's comments you would have thought oh there's something wrong with me and it wasn't that I was bullied in fifth grade at all I was never bullied in school but it's just like you know guys make little comments girls make little catty comments and it can be very minuscule to them but then you know that one bad comment leads to like this downfall um, in your head and people can say nice things about you all the time they can tell you you're cute they can tell you you're pretty you're handsome whatever but that one comment will definitely impact you. And so I feel like that's when I can first pinpoint where someone made a comment or someone alluded to the fact that there was something wrong with how skinny I was. So that obviously carried into middle school. Middle school is such a, um, oh God. Middle school is just interesting years of adolescence because like I said, your body's going through so many changes with puberty. People start to get body odor. Boys think that they can just go to PE and sweat buckets and then pour Axe on themselves and that it's all okay. Obviously, you know, everybody's body is changing and things are happening and hormones are raging. So middle school is just an interesting time. My, my thoughts and prayers are with middle school teachers everywhere uh, because it is interesting. But I remember in middle school is when things like really started kicking into gear where I felt really insecure about being skinny. And again, looking back on pictures of myself in middle school, it's not that I was like abnormal, like I looked freakish or anything like that. Absolutely not. I was just naturally skinny. Like I did not try to not eat. I did not try to be skinny. Um, I my genetics, my me metabolism is just super fast. It's slowing down now because I'm in my early twenties, but. Overall, like that's just how I am built, how I am made. I didn't try to make this happen, but 
people thought that they needed to tell me that I was super skinny all the time. Um, in high school, people still told me that I was super skinny all the time. Um, and then, you know, I kind of just clapped back at one point because I was tired of it. It's just like, I don't really like the way that people are saying it. It wasn't as a comment. So when I would be insulted or take it offensively, they're like, what? It's not a bad thing. I'm like, well, you're saying it like it's a bad thing. So, so it is a bad thing. Like you're not saying, oh my gosh, wow, you look so slim. They're saying like, oh, you're so skinny. Like, do you eat? Like, how is that a compliment? Like, how is that not supposed to be taken offensively? But like I said, I'm very good at standing up for myself. So I definitely clap backed. Um, but you know, it was definitely impacting my mental health and how I saw myself and external factors like people's comments and seeing what people look like in the media definitely contributed to that. And again, this is why I want to have people on with different body types and perspectives because there could be people listening who are naturally bigger and they're like, well, I don't relate to this at all. But I think the point of this whole thing is that we all have had people comment on our body or we've all had negative thoughts about our appearance, um, no matter what your body type is. It seems like with every body type comes an insecurity. With every physical trait comes an insecurity, whether that is organically in your own head you made up that insecurity or from external factors. Um, so moving on to high school, I was still unhappy with my body. I was tired of people telling me that I look skinny all the time. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. This is how my body is. And this is, it got so drastic in my mind that I literally wanted to take supplements to gain weight. Now these pills, it's actually really weird because I was in a store, I was in AT&T about two months ago and the advertisement for this, this weight gain pill was on their TV. And I was like, oh my God, I have not seen any advertisement about these pills in a long time. I didn't even know that they were still around. They are not FDA approved, or at least they weren't when I wanted them. I doubt they are now still. It, it's just not healthy. But somehow I convinced my mom that I would not be happy unless I had these. And she's like, you do not need those. Um, I ordered them. I took half of one, scared myself, and didn't take any more. I was like, okay, mom was right. That was a waste of money. And I'm scared to take these because one, they're not FDA approved. And two, it's like, Mm, the reviews on them are not that good. So it was just a poor decision on my part, but I, that's how insecure and how helpless I felt. I was like, I have to gain weight. I have to gain weight. I have to gain weight. Little did I know that my metabolism was going to slow down mightily when I turned 20. But I was so convinced because of people's outside comments that I needed to gain weight. Now, this is a part of my, you know, mental health, self-esteem, body image journey that really took a sharp decline because at the end of ninth grade, I got sick. So I got sick actually on Mother's Day. I still feel so bad about this because of course my mom is not like heard about it that her Mother's Day was ruined, but in my head I was like, I literally could have picked any other day to get really, really sick and my body like shuts down on Mother's Day of all days. So I still feel a little bad about this, but um, I, I had bronchitis. I got bronchitis at the same time that I got some sort of, I don't know if it was like food poisoning or some sort of stomach bug. And I remember going to urgent care and being put on like really strong antibiotics um, for the bronchitis. But like I said, I also had a stomach virus at the same time. And I was not taking any probiotics, not to get all, you know, medical health on or, you know, get into much detail about that. But that completely 
ruined my stomach the really really strong antibiotics while i was already sick with the stomach issue and i'm not talking like oh i was sick for two weeks no my stomach issues still impact me some today nowhere near as much as it did in high school up to like 12th grade but for all for the rest of high school i had horrible horrible stomach issues um i had so many absences from being sick especially in the 10th grade um i was just either always at home sick or I got checked out early because I felt horrible, or I was missing school to go to doctor's appointments and have tests done for my stomach. And this was just a really, really frustrating like three, four years. Like I said, I still have some stomach issues. Um, I Like your stomach, it can take a really long time to repair your stomach lining after it's been severely damaged. It can take anywhere from like a couple months to years. And for me, unfortunately, it's been, it was years that I dealt with this. Nowhere near as bad as it was, um, you know, in high school, but it was years of uh, being in high school, being nauseous, like, all the time. All the time being nauseous. I actually developed gastritis, which is when your stomach overproduces acid. So, like, I didn't even eat, like, a lot of red sauces or spicy foods, but I ended up having gastritis. So, like, everything that I ate, it made it feel like someone literally lit a match and dropped it into my stomach. Like, my stomach constantly felt like it was on fire burning which causes a lot of nausea so because of that um i i could not eat like i wanted to and like i said i do not i have never had a an eating disorder and it wasn't that i wasn't eating because i didn't want to it's because literally everything would make me sick and it made me cry and it was really frustrating and the most frustrating part was going to the doctor and having all these tests done and then being like, oh, we didn't find anything, you're healthy. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm clearly not healthy because I literally cannot eat a cracker without feeling nauseous, like without feeling like I'm going to throw up. Again, sorry if I'm getting too detailed, but I want to kind of get detailed to prove the point that I want to make um, is that you shouldn't comment on other people's bodies because you never know what they're going through, um, whether it's their mental health, you don't know if they're dealing with an eating disorder, you don't know if they have health issues, you don't know what their genetics are like, you just never know what a person is going through. So hearing people's comments about me being super skinny while I was slowly losing weight in high school from being sick um, was not fun at all not good and of course i wasn't gonna just tell random people it's like no the reason why i'm like slowly losing weight and can't hold my weight is because i'm sick because i don't know what's going on with my stomach but because that was none of their business but it's like i was dealing with the health issue side of it while also dealing with people's comments about me being naturally skinny and that really put my headspace into a very low place so if there's nothing else that you take away from this podcast episode it is just to not comment on other people's bodies now i'm so serious like there are only a few instances where i think that it is okay to do so if you have a relationship with the person where you know for certain that you know you guys have that relationship where it's okay for you to comment on things then okay that's fine or if a person asks you for their opinion like they're genuinely asking you to tell them how they to tell um tell them how they look then that is different but if a person is not asking if it's completely unprovoked whether you think that oh this person lost a lot of weight they look so good let me comment on it you don't know what that person went through in order to look the way that they do now it, it may not have been in healthy means at all they may not have even been trying to lose weight they may be, be having a health issue so i think that it's very important that we don't comment on other people's bodies um, that we focus on our own bodies and that we just keep those comments to ourselves. 
even if you already say something nice, just be careful how you say it because again, just because a person went from being larger to smaller doesn't mean that it was in a healthy way. And it doesn't mean that they're in a like a, a healthy mental headspace. So please don't comment on other people's bodies. Um, that definitely, on top of everything that I was going through in high school, people's comments on top of that was not what I needed. Um, and I didn't need people telling me that I was so skinny because I already knew that because one, I'm naturally skinny and two, because I was having a difficult time eating without feeling sick every single day. So that's that little tidbit. Like I said, this is not just a really sad story. I don't want people feeling sorry for me. I am so healthy now. Like my, I feel good. Of course, there are, there are moments and times where I get really nauseous or sometimes I still have like the stomach burning thing, but overall, like my days are not um being debilitate um being stopped by having a stomach issue like it was in high school like my days are being impacted the choices i was making not being able to participate in things were solely due to the fact that i was having stomach issues and that is not my case today at all so i'm good um but like i said this is not a sad story um i dealt with body image issues going into college as well uh, just because you're you're going through puberty until you're like 25. I'm 21. So your body is still changing. Your weight is still fluctuating. You're having acne. Maybe you're not having acne. You're just things are changing. Okay. Your body's going to keep changing at every, you know, phase of your life. So even when you stop going through puberty, you're still going to have body changes. So it's a constant thing. But I remember last year at the beginning of last year, I had really just given up with my self-esteem. I had given up with my body image in general, and I was just like, you know what? I am never going to think that I'm pretty. And honestly, I'm okay with that at this point because I'm so tired of like having poor self-esteem that I just don't even care anymore. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna think that I'm pretty. I'm not gonna be satisfied with my body. I'm not gonna like my face. It's whatever. I don't really care anymore because I'm just tired of thinking about it all the time. And I remember I got so tired with all of it that I opened up to, um, my connect group at church, I have a wonderful connect group with a lot of other great awesome ladies and I remember opening up to them last year and I was just like, I hate the way that I look. But at this point, I give up, I don't really care, it is what it is. I don't think that I'm ever going to be in a phase in my life um, or in a headspace where I like the way that I look and I guess that's just how it is for me. Um, and I just remember opening up to them. And of course they poured into me and told me that I was pretty and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And that those things, let me not, you know, I don't want things to be misconstrued. I really do appreciate when people say that. But for me personally, and for other people, unless you believe it for yourself, people can tell you that your whole life. My mom has told me that since, you know, I've been dealing with low self-esteem issues. My mom always tries to drive home the fact that you are pretty. My dad tells me I am pretty. So I, it's not that people didn't tell me and it's not that those people weren't being kind and nice to me, but for me personally, I didn't believe it. So it really didn't matter. No matter how many times people say it, no matter how nicely they phrased it, people telling me that I was pretty meant nothing because I didn't believe that I was pretty. But I was telling them, I was like, okay, I just give up, whatever. And so they were like, we're gonna, we're gonna be praying for you um, that you, you know, see yourself the way that God sees you and that you get into a better headspace. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I was, I mean, I'm just being honest. I was like, it's been 10 years of me like having low self-esteem and me not having a good relationship with how I see my body in the mirror. So I was like, you guys can go ahead and pray all you want to. That's what I was thinking. I didn't say this out loud. I was like, you guys can pray till the cows come home. But I mean, this has been something that literally has impacted me for a decade. I don't really see it getting any better, but go off. And that just goes to show how how much it impacted me. 
um, that I got to the point where I didn't even believe that God could change change my circumstances. And I was just listening to lies from my headspace, from from other things, from outside sources, from the devil. I was just listening to lies. And I really fed into those lies. But slowly but surely, over the course of a year, I realized that looking in the mirror wasn't that difficult as it was before. Like, when I would look into the mirror, I would dissect every single thing about me. I was like, oh my god, there's bumps in my foreheads, my hair does not look good, I have a breakout on my chin, I think I'm developing a double chin, I don't like the way that my arms look, I don't think that I look, you know, like my age, I look like a little kid in comparison to other people, I... All these things I could go on I won't but I would dissect every single part of my body when I looked into the mirror well over the course of the year from 2019 to 2020 I started to notice that I wasn't really doing that anymore when I look in the mirror I may not be like "Ooh, I look cute but I wasn't beating up on myself either so I was like wow like one day a light bulb went off in my head I was at my apartment and I was just like I was looking in the mirror and I was like wait a second like, I'm actually happy with the way that I look. And I don't have on, you know, I'm not wearing makeup. I don't really wear makeup anyway because I just am lazy and don't feel like putting it on. But I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm not even like dressed up fancy. I'm just looking at myself in the mirror and I'm satisfied with how I look. And then I thought back to those, you know, connect group meetings where I was like, I give up. Like, I really don't care anymore. I don't like the way that I look. I'm not going to ever like the way that I look and I don't really care. And I was like, wow, boy, was I wrong. Like, boy, did God prove me wrong. And I remember sharing with the ladies from that connect group. I was like, you may not realize it or you may not, you know, you may have forgotten that I even said that. But your prayers, I really do appreciate them. I thank you guys for continuing to pour into me um, this whole time because I didn't even realize it, but one day the negative thoughts just stopped when I looked into the mirror. And this is not to say that I don't still get negative thoughts. I literally cried three days ago in the mirror because of the way that I looked. And I'm not saying that this is like something that is going to happen overnight, but what I can say and what the experience that I do have that no one can take away from me is that I definitely definitely know that God did something in me over the course of a year to where my headspace was just different, that I did st stop being so hard on myself and I did stop allowing myself to, I don't know, just be super hard on myself. Um, so I really, really, that's my testimony as far as self-esteem. Like I said, it's a fluid thing, okay? So some days you have great days, some days you have bad days. That's not to say that the work that God has done in me isn't real. It just means that some days your body looks different because again, your your body's constantly fluctuating. Your weight, your acne, your your hair. Some days you ha some days you have great hair days and some nights you don't. So it's okay. Um, I've I've come to the realization that it's not going to be sunny days 100% of the time. But what I can say is that my mental health overall in regards to my physical appearance is 1000% better and I'm truly grateful for that. Um, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast episode, I, for me, I'm a journalist. I like numbers. I like stats. I like data. I like facts. So for me, that really helps me to kind of help form my opinion on things. And I've been thinking about the, I've been thinking about the beauty and cosmetic industry and just the impact, the global impact that they have on people's self-esteem. Um, I have some stats for you and I have my sources. You can always go back and fact check me if you don't believe me, but this kind of blows my mind. Um, so the beauty industry in the U.S. is worth $93.5 billion as of 2019. Um, the global beauty industry, and this is according to Forbes, the global beauty industry is worth $532 billion. Billion with a B. 
Um, so yeah, the top three um, cosmetic brands are L'Oreal, Gillette, and Nivea, Nivea. I don't really know how people pronounce that, but L'Oreal is worth $11.75 billion. That is the top cosmetic um, brand. And that's just crazy. So this is something that impacts men and women. I don't want you to think that self-esteem is just something that only impacts women. Do women get targeted more in the media? I I want to say yes, but I don't really have data to back that up. Men could equally be targeted by the media, so I can't say. Um, women spend $3,756 per year. This is, of course, an average on beauty products. And in their lifetime, this is according to the New York Post, in their lifetime, women will spend $225,360 on beauty products or cosmetic products. Men, it's actually a very close number. So we spend $3,756 a year. Men spend $2,928 a year. And in their lifetime, they will spend $175,000 on cosmetic products. So, yeah, one-fourth of these products, by the way, or $51,000, is spent on face products. So things like makeup, or for men, probably the majority of what they spend on face products is stuff for shaving. So this is just to put into perspective just how much we spend on... This just goes to show how much we spend on beauty products. I think that is so crazy. Now, like I said, the beauty industry is a billion-dollar industry globally, um, $532 billion to be specific. And that is just crazy when you think about it because obviously there are some products that we need, obviously, like I don't know, I need to do more research to see what qualifies as a beauty product because I think that things obviously like deodorant would be a beauty product and those are things that we need. Um, so let me be clear that I don't think that every single product that we spend is like just unnecessary and because of our low self-esteem. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if the beauty industry is so rich, you have to think that they have billions of dollars funneled into advertising and marketing, which is what I want to get at for the rest of the episode. So thinking about the fact that they spend so much money on ads, they prey on your insecurities. They prey on my insecurities. And knowing this and still dealing with low self-esteem is really annoying because like, I know that this company is preying on the fact that you know, people have double chins to make them buy this product that makes your double chin go away. And it's like they spend so much money and they have so many, you know, researchers and they have so many focus groups to figure out what product can they create that will make a lot of insecure people or people that weren't even insecure before but have become insecure because of them make them buy this product. So I just want to remind you that they're freaking rich, so their marketing and advertising departments are freaking rich, and they do prey on our insecurities. So keep that in mind the next time you see a commercial or a magazine or a social media post, and you're like, oh my god, like I, I need to look like that, or oh my god, I need that product. Ask yourself, do you really need it, or are they just really good and making you feel bad about yourself? Um, yeah, so industries create new body problems that I don't even think existed before, and I will give you a great example. I was on Twitter one day, and someone was like, I have hip dips, and I hate them. I had ne This was like a month ago. I had never even heard of hip dips. I thought, I thought she meant like the exercise, like you do, you know, you do hip dips? Yeah. I was like, what are hip dips? So I clicked on the, the tweet to like see all the comments under the thread, and people were like, yeah, I hate mine too, and they were sending pictures. And I literally had to zoom in. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I don't see anything wrong with their body. I just see a body. And then someone explained it. It's like the way that your hips like kind of go in and out. 
um, the the curvature to them. And I was like, okay. First off, who even noticed that this was a pro- like? Who even noticed that this was a thing? And when they did notice that it was a thing, how did they figure that it was a problem and not just a way that your body is naturally shaped? So people do all these crazy exercises and they wear these products to hide the hip dips. And I'm just like, who said that that is ugly? Like, who determined that that is a problem on someone's body and that they need to buy a product to fix it? So it just makes you think about the fact that there are so many insecurities that we have solely to the due to the fact that someone else told us it was a problem and not because we actually thought it was a problem ourselves. Hip dips, that's crazy. If you have a hip dip, you look fine, okay? I don't know who is listening, but you look absolutely fine and I don't I don't even know. Maybe I'm just the clueless one here because I had never heard of hip dips and even when I saw them, I was like, I don't understand what the problem is. There's no problem with this. But yeah, industries create new body problems to make you feel like you need to buy their product or do their workout program in order to get rid of it. I just want to say that however you look, you look you look great however you look. Don't let other people's comments on your bodies dictate what you should buy or what you should do to your body. If you're really unsatisfied with your with the way you look solely because of your opinion and you want to do something to fix it, that's completely different. But don't let other people's comments about your body dictate the choices you make. Because I did that for so long, and if there's anything I could do over in life, it would be not letting people's comments about my body dictate what I do or what I don't do. So there's that. I kind of want to briefly talk about social media. I know that this one, this podcast episode is a bit longer. I've made this disclaimer on the promo for it. But um, yeah, I want to talk about social media because filtered photos and highlight reels and things like that play into our mental health and how we see our body sometimes. But I want to remind you that social media creates false expectations and false sensationalism. So it makes you feel something, but what you're feeling isn't actually real because social media is not actually real. If you go out into the world, if you go to the grocery store, if you go to the park, if you go to the gym, you're going to see all types of bodies. You're going to see unfiltered bodies, for one, because you're going to be in the real world. And you're going to see that people are really beautiful and that there is no one way to look. I think that we have this Instagram this Instagram body now that everyone thinks that they have to have. And that is so boring to me, first off. I like seeing people that are bigger, smaller, taller, shorter, stretch marks, cellulite, whatever. I like seeing that because those are real people. So to me, I have to constantly remind myself that this is just fake. Social media is fake. So much time goes into these posts and it's not real life. So it's okay. There's no need for me to compare my real body to a fake photo. Um, I actually encourage you to follow the social media page. I'm going to just spell it because I don't want to butcher her name. Her last name is Mercier, but I don't want to butcher her first name. It is at D-A-N-E-A-M-E-R-C-E-R. And she shows the real side of social media, and she does it so perfectly. She's a journalist, but she does, um, like, she'll show you how people create these false angles and how people, like, like you know fix their bodies in a certain way to make it look better or slimmer or look like they don't have cellulite or look like they don't have stretch marks and the lighting it's just really interesting to see how she does it and see the work that goes into a post where you think oh my god their body is just so perfect it's like but you don't really know what went into that photo so again don't judge your real body off of a fake photo because obviously they're going to be two different things
So, I know this is long. I know that I gave you a lot of stats and numbers, but I do wanna remind you to just, to remember that self-esteem and acceptance is fluid. That's the, one of the biggest things I want you to take away is that there's gonna be good days, there's gonna be bad days. I think that overall what's important is that your mental health um, overall is good, and even if you do have a bad day, that doesn't like super negatively impact your mental health. I think that's the important thing. So remember that, you know, acceptance is fluid. Your self-esteem and your body image and the way you see yourself is fluid. It's gonna change because your body's gonna change. And that's okay that your body's gonna change. Um, I just wanna also remind you that a lot that goes into the perfect pictures you see um, are sometimes a lot of sadness. Like a lot of people can be really, really sad, really, really down, but you would never know it because they post pictures of their bikini body on the beach. And that's their prerogative. It's their Instagram. They can post whatever they want. But I just want you to know that you shouldn't be judging your body based off of someone else's photos. And the last thing that I want to um, drive into you is that you're allowed to look the way you do. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. But the way that you look, you're allowed to look that way. You don't need anyone's permission to look a certain way. You don't need to apologize for the way that you look. The way that you look is the way that you look, and that is the bottom line. You don't need people to give you approval for the way you look, and you don't need people to tell you that you're not allowed to look a certain way. You're allowed to look however you do, and I hope you know that your body your, your body is a temple, um, and it's important that you take care of it, and it's important that you take care of your mental health. If you're struggling with really low self-esteem, and you just feel like you're at a breaking point, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you um, and just come from a really real place. This is something that I have dealt with, so I'm not speaking from a place of, you know, never experiencing it. It is something that I have actively experienced, and I want you to get to a healthier place. Obviously, I'm not a therapist. I I just mean, like, I want to talk to you in the sense that I just want to lift you up, and if you need someone to talk to and you feel really down, then I want to talk to you. Um, if you obviously have insurance or the, or you're fortunate enough to be able to afford therapy, then consider therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. Or if you don't have that option, just find someone that you can trust or a group of people, family, friends, whoever it may be, and really just talk it out. Because like I said in the beginning of this episode, being transparent and vulnerable the past couple years has really healed a lot in me that I was keeping in for so long. So please don't keep it in. Know that you're beautiful. Or handsome and know that your body the way that it looks you're allowed to look that way i hope you guys enjoyed this super special long episode of sit still with sierra i obviously only do up to 25 minutes but i thought that this needed to be a bit longer to tell my full story and to give you those stats and numbers and to just really drive home the fact that you will get through this and that self-acceptance and self-esteem is fluid. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped you. And if it helped you and you are listening all the way to the end, please share it with someone. Share it with someone even if you don't think that they have poor self-esteem. You never know what someone may be thinking in their head. Share it with a friend, a family member, five. I don't know. Share it with a lot of people. Um, I just want to help people and uplift people. And yeah, so hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in episode 10 when I have a very special guest on. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I will see you then. Okay, bye you guys.